not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week. Trust. It is Ben Glebe. I'm here with you yet again. It is great to be with you. Um, it's been a minute, but we're back. You know it's been a minute. You see the notifications or lack thereof, but I'm happy to be back with you right now, podcasting into your ears in one way or another, either directly or some distance. But still, we're getting the job done together as one cohesive vocal ear unit. You play a key part of that. You're the ears. You're my eyes and ears out there. I don't have eyes in your house nor ears. What I do have is voice. I got voice in your house. That's one of the great things. Um, this is going to be a truncated intro today so I can get right to my guest. We had a great conversation, very interesting conversation with him on the streets of New York during it, a podcast first. For our podcast, at least. Probably some others have done it. I'm not trying to claim the first to do live New York street broadcasts. I'm not trying to claim that at all. Um, but I will tell you this. It was a fantastic talk. My guest is the amazing comedian Godfrey. And he had some very interesting, some very controversial things to say about vaccines. To say about um, some notable organizations that you might like and support. It was very interesting. I suggest you listen to it, and I'll just share with you one personal thing from my life from this last week or so that is an ongoing development. I have made, for the fans of SDSC, a health challenge to do something towards your health and an actionable goal, and to state it on our Facebook group and on our uh, spreadsheet, and I thus far am failing. I will succeed, I hope, but I'm failing thus far. I did have my first workout finally. Walked 11,000 steps in one day, which is 11,000 more than I have in over a year. But um, as far as other workouts and eating better, fail, fail. In fact, Carmel's boss bought us a Peloton for our house. It was delivered on Saturday. Today is Wednesday. It is not set up yet. It's standing in the hallway near where it needs to go. I keep promising to help put it in place. I keep putting that off. You know it's bad when you can't even make time to set up your workout machine. Yesterday, I was finally going to do it between my pre-dinner meal and the dinner I was going to with my two best friends who I haven't seen them forever. And Carmel's like, can we do it now? And I said, um, I'd like to get another snack in real quick before. So I had to prioritize a snack between my pre-meal meal meal and my meal instead of even setting up my workout machine. Do you understand the struggle? The struggle's real. Hope you all had a good 420. It was a pretty good one as a 420 itself and a pretty great one as far as some move towards justice in this country with a criminal justice system that is pretty broken. Um, We talk about it briefly with... Godfrey during our conversation, which I'll play in a moment. But I wanted to update you now because we left it open-ended. We said, is Derek Chauvin, the horrible officer who murdered George Floyd, going to be found guilty or not? I believe I said I was hopeful. Godfrey, I believe he said he was hopeful. Well, he was convicted on all three charges. And a little bit of accountability is finally going to happen. A little bit of a move towards a more just system in this country. One that we have to fix. We must fix it. We will fix it. Um, 
Godfrey in a moment, but just quickly a shout out to our wonderful patrons who have been supporting this podcast. And you can get a shout out, by the way, if you want to join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Ben Glebe, you can get a shout out and nickname on this very podcast. In addition to private video hangs with me, private group video hangs with me, free tickets to some of my Nowhere Comedy Club virtual shows, free tickets to real life shows, access to watch the shows after they happen, to watch the VIP meet and greets, get hats, drawing canvases from me, um, merch, all kinds of cool stuff. It's a very perk-filled Patreon package. So plan to purvey that. And I don't even know if purvey works. I want another piece so desperately. And a shout-out to some of the nicknames I didn't get to last podcast, some of our wonderful patrons. Lindsay A.M. Brown, A.M. F.M. all around the dial. Lindsay's there for you. Michelle and Alex. Zay you, zay me, say it together, Zay Jack. Janat Majid indeed is coming through for us, like always. Kayla, you got me on my knees, Gibson. Vincent, pasta, primavera italiana. Courtney Thorne Smith from television's Courtney Thorne Smith projects. Deb's lettuce summoner Livingston. Rita Riri O'Donnell and Gabrielle magazine cover mag. It's so great to have the support of all of you and the rest of you who got the shout out last time and the rest of you who are supporting and will get shouts out soon. And now without any further ado, I think I said um, you, you can get a discount ticket. No, I didn't. But this Saturday, April 24th is Glebe off the top. My near weekly show I'm doing at nowhere comedy club on zoom. If you haven't been, it's a blast. If you have been, you know, it's a blast. You can get a discount ticket by entering the promo code BRAINTRUST when you check out. That gives you a discount for the general admission or for the VIP meet and greet, which includes the ticket and the after show hang. That all said, Godfrey, you know him as a comedian and actor. He's appeared on BET, VH1, Comedy Central, feature films such as Soul Plane, Original Gangsta, Zoolander, and Johnson Family Vacation. He was a cast member on the first season of The It Factor. Regular, all the time on stage at the famed Comedy Cellar in New York, where I shouldn't have ordered a hamburger on account of... They have great hamburgers on account of me ordering at an inappropriate time. If you know the story from SDSC, then you know it. If not, just when you finally get past at one of the most coveted clubs in the world, don't try to get a discount on food right off, right off the top. And uh, he now hosts and owns his own podcast called In Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network. It is... Godfrey, everybody. Last week on Earth. All right, Godfrey is with me now. Where are you coming to us from, my friend? What did you say? Where are you coming to us from? I'm coming from New York City right in Manhattan right now. Hell's Kitchen, bitch. (laughs) 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 It's a nice day out. It's 75. And you can tell it's New York because there's scaffolding. You know, New, New York, York is always under construction. Always, yes. It's never finished. Yes, and you're coming to us from the streets. You're actually outside right now. I'm from the street. You know when they say people are from the streets? Yeah. I'm from the sidewalks. <laughs> the mean game. sidewalks. I like no, that. A, what's up, man? Yeah, what's happening, Ben? It's good to see you, buddy. I know. See, this is see what COVID got me growing hair. Shit. Never thought I'd see that day. You know, you got you still got your quaff. Yeah, it's going nowhere, dude. Let me turn off this. You got that. You got that old fucking Monty Hall joint going. <laughs> you got. You got. You got like old seventies ABC sports announcer hair, dude. Uh, us TV announcers <laughs> stick together, dude. My hair's going nowhere. <laughs> That's good though. You got yeah. hair. Fuck that. Hell yeah. And you know what's weird is I get grays just like temporarily. If I get stressed for like a month. I get grays, and then when I chill out, they go away. They go away. Shit, you're like Harry Potter, dude. Fuck. <laughs> I got like Harry hair. Potter hair. <laughs> how do you like this this hair life you've been living? What? How how been liking what? This hair life. It's I like it, man. You know, you got to you get to express yourself follicularly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or some people shave their shit. It was either the reverse. A lot of people got in shape. A lot of people got fat. You know, it was it was two extremes, man. 
A lot of people started, I know guys that never really read. They've been reading a lot of books now, super academia, or some people are like, I didn't read shit. I just watched a lot of dumb shit though. You know, this, this, this uh, pandemic kind of fucking flattened everything out. It really like exposed everybody for what they really are. Like it really said, okay, so what are you going to do? You know, are you a real creative? Are you only good when shit is going really well? Or are you going to take this time to really create, you know, through chaos? What are you going to do? So yeah, challenge just challenged a lot of people. It took people's excuse away, gave them that chance. They always said, oh, if I ever had a whole year to do something. And a lot of them didn't. They had a whole year. It was like, okay, now what? Yeah. Erica Rhodes had the best tweet about that. She goes, when this this quarantine's over, I'm going to finally write that novel. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So good. That's funny as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man. You have plenty of time when people have this much time. You know, I've, I've been doing the, you know, self-taping. All the stuff in studio, in, in the house, you know, setting yes, up in the house, learning the usual. I don't even want to go in, go in for an audition. I know. I wish we could do the actual role this way. What'd you say? I wish we could do the actual role on Zoom. That'd be even better. Yeah. I, I kind of like not having to go in and meet some motherfucker on their phone that doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah, I got to see... I got to see uh, Bill Bellamy in the same room as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's my buddy, but I hate when you just go in there and go, oh, damn it. Yeah, it's competition. I like to be at home where my, I, I, I can say, oh, man, I have a chance to get this. There's nobody judging me. It's all about how horrible my wall looks and my the sheet in the back of my head looks. Yes. Like determine me getting the damn role. Yeah, I just did an audition and I did a pre-tape. I mean, a self-tape, and I did part of it in black and white, and I got the callback, and I did the whole callback live with the producers and the director in Zoom in black and white. That's sick. And I booked it. What is it for? It's an acting role for a, for one of the big streamers. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah, so I just shot it, and it'll be out in the fall. So you just did something different. And it yeah, I went to, yeah, I did something different. That was not what they tell you to do in auditions, but I did it anyway. And I went to Atlanta and shot for two weeks, and it was an absolute that. That's crazy. I didn't know that I would ever work on, like, an actual Hollywood project again. Yeah. That's after. sick, man. It was cool, dude. So hey, I don't know. You, know. you got it out self-taping. Yep. And you got to be creative, kind of. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't have some fucking dumb lady telling you, do it like this, and then you get it. And you did it on your own and booked it because they liked the way you did it. Yep. There's some advantages. Some people some people like, I like being in the room. I'm like, not me. Yeah, same. Do you still love acting like you used to? I mean, I would like, it would be nice if I did it a lot. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> you know, I don't really know. Because I, I would love that. to be at the point where you get you, you do so many movies, you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> you want to be like Joe Pesci goes, I'm done. Yeah. But I don't do it enough. So I would like, you know, so I would like to keep doing stuff, you know? You do dramas, dramas and stuff oof, like that. That's what I want. Yeah, this part oh. I did, it's a, it's largely a comedy, but it's got some real dramatic moments and I got to like have some dramatic moments on my shoulders and it was the best. Yeah, yeah, I want to do shit like that. You know what I mean? That would be just to, you know, because comedy I could definitely do. Right. You know, but I'd like to do some some drama, cop shit, whatever. Just some, you know what I mean? Some yeah. gang shit. I don't know. Drug shit. That's always great. Yeah, the intense. Drug, drug shit always works. Drug stuff always works. Those are the best shows. Yeah, the secret to training. Where it deals with Latins, Jewish, black, Asian. When it's drugs, it's going to be a good show. It's intense, yeah. That's the, the stakes are too high. It's high stakes. Because someone's either going to be killed. There's always high stakes. There's always like, is this person going to make it through this next episode? Who's going to backstab whom? Sort of like the comedy game. It's right. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of, so what you are doing a ton of, you're doing, you're doing a lot of virtual stand-up. You're doing a lot of Instagram lives. You're going live all the time. I know you've done shows with Nowhere a bunch. Yeah. What's this transition been like? Because I know like a year ago you were advising me to start going live much more. Advice yeah. I really didn't take that much. I go live once in a blue, but you're live every day, multiple times a day. Every single day. And I and I, and I wouldn't be closing in on 600,000 followers if I didn't do that. 
Interesting. Um, four years ago, I was at 8,000 followers. Wow. And this is all homegrown. This is all homegrown shit. No, I didn't buy my followers. This is straight up busting ass. Wow. Busting ass. And you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, and I gained about a quarter of a million followers over the COVID. Wow. Yeah, that's Why do you think... Why do you think going videos. live matters that much? What'd you say? Why do you think going live matters that much versus like... Because, pre- you know, going live is literally because, let's be real, it's literally you're connecting. People People think they know you. They, they, they'll follow you. You're connecting to your folks, man. You're literally having a conversation. You know what I mean? That's what's yeah. really dope. It's like you're literally connecting to your people. That's what's so fucking dope. You what know, do you they, think? They feel like they they're like, oh my god, I appreciate you, you know, staying in contact. What is you talk to us? Right. You answer questions. That shit is the same thing as greeting people after a show. Yeah, it shit yeah. works. I'm telling you, take it from me, who was so reluctant to do this shit. Right. And I said, well, if you're not on a Netflix hit series, if you're not, you know, how about you become a series? It's going to be called Live Every Night with Me. I'm just going to be like Byron Allen. Just have the shittiest shows on forever. <laughs> and, and, and if you have them at different times and all the time, people will still catch them randomly. Yeah. You remember um, Comics Unleashed? Of course. I, I did an episode that still hasn't been released five years later. <laughs> He's got like a troll. I think you forgot it exists. Dude, you know how many people have seen, seen me on Comics Unleashed randomly? Because it's just always on. Yeah randomly always on it's always on randomly your episode is so good he, he won't air mine he doesn't have room for it <laughs> i killed that I shit. everybody and their mama did that shit yeah Got i remember two dollars and you know that was like whatever. a that was an annoying moment in my career so i was glad when i finally got it because years before that i couldn't even get on comics unleashed which everybody did and the booker told my manager he goes well ben Everybody knows Ben's good at crowd work, but does he have any material? I'm like, motherfucker, I have three hours of material. <laughs> I remember Byron would call me. Byron would go, Godfrey, what's up? Byron <laughs> Allen. I'm like, I'm like, what's up, rich guy? He goes, yo, got some episodes for you. You got to help me out. That's a good impression. And I go, great. Now he's a billionaire, and I can't fucking get him, get him to pick up the phone. Really? Didn't you also do his other show? What? Didn't you also do his his other show, that uh, Funny You Should Ask? No, I did not. I just did about five or six of those. Oh, okay. My my first one was was with Dennis Miller, which was sick. It was awesome. Because I was like, I love Dennis Miller. Me too. I don't give a fuck about his political views. He's a comic to me. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, even though he's actively trying to ruin us, but yeah. My first, one of my first favorite albums was the um, Off-White album in 1988. I wore that shit out, man. His, that, I was like Dennis Miller, great fucking ah, mental he was monster. Great stand up for sure. Yeah, so dope. So yeah, man. So we were on there, and then I just did. I did the hot chocolate series. <laughs> hot chocolate on yeah. Comics Unleashed. It was, right? was Comics Unleashed. Hot chocolate. So <laughs> me, Gene Edwards, Ian Edwards. I love. I love on the set of Comics Unleashed how 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 hardcore Byron Allen tries to act. When it's not on camera, like when it comes back, he's like, "Motherfucker, zoom on my face, zoom on my motherfucking face." Push. He's like di- live directing from the floor, swearing up a storm. He comes back, he's like, "All right, we're back." <laughs> I said, "Zoom, motherfucker." Did you know? You know, Byron Allen's from Detroit. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's from Detroit, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck, what the fuck?" Yeah, and he's like, "Like, yo, it's by and his and his oh his monologue." He do a three minute monologue and just bomb and go. All right, let's start the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I ain't got time for this bullshit. Yes, I, yeah. I am not Johnny Carson. I'm out. That show does not need a monologue. That's so funny. To making my money, you slaves sit in your chairs. <laughs> and I fuck with Byron all the time, you know. <laughs> and I, I thought Byron would be the guy to be like producing a lot of dope shows, but he's more into just doing his, I don't know, his little. Uh, his shows with re- that, that syndicated shit. Right. Because he yeah. could easily be Tyler Perry if the money he's got. Yeah, he, he bought he bought the Weather Channel. 
Mm-hmm. That's his shit. That that's a move for a person that just wants money. That is not a creative yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck a weather channel? But he knows weather ain't gonna run out. <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna run out. It's like we we're, you know. It's, it's, what if they just go, Yo, Byron? They don't got no weather anymore, dude. Shit's <laughs> going down. No more storms. No more wind. No nothing, man. Shit's crazy out here. <laughs> In fact, the exact opposite. Byron bought the Weather Channel because he was looking at the climate change reports. He's like, Nature Sweeps Week is coming. <laughs> That's what he dude. That guy's smart, man. That guy's smart as shit, man. But uh, yeah, other than that, a- the virtual shows. You know what? I got to give credit to Steve Hofstetter. You guys fucking kick killing it man that shit was aw- i mean of course it's awkward eh. but what's great about the, the the virtual shows of course what's great about the virtual shows is that we everybody's in on it everybody gets it we're like hey man we get it this is what it is and what makes it even greater is they they, they love the fact that we're performing in our in our underwear and in, in our apartments but we're giving you know so they get it yeah, and people, and people. I have to give a shout out to people that actually buy tickets yeah. and actually sit there and watch it. They want that. They want performance so bad, and it's even more connected. They want it so badly, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's even yeah. more connected to your audience than the Instagram lives because they are physically there. They feel like they're hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done three of them and have made some decent ass money off that yeah. shit. Yeah, which is like, whoa, we're getting money. I know. So I know Steve Hofstetter is the king of creation. Yeah, Steve Hofstetter is literally. I call him MacArthur. <laughs> He's really MacArthur. He comes in with the tanks, right? New York. Oh, yeah. I love it. And what's funny is that that ambulance is going so slow. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> Yo, we every time you see an ambulance, it's taking its time. That's the worst. Yeah. Okay. They... But uh, Steve Hofstetter is the MacArthur of uh, producers. He comes in, takes over, and then leaves it and goes away. It does goes on to something else. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. I mean, this one we did co-create, but he definitely is the fucking general. He knows how to make shit happen. When I had the idea, I said, I'm calling Steve because he implements shit. You're right. He's, yeah. he's that Jay. He implements shit so efficiently and confidently. He's, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I've known him. Wow. You both of you over 15 years, like long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And we were talking the other day and he goes, yeah, I got some stuff that I'm doing in Pittsburgh. It's going to mm-hmm. be I bought a big ass church, some shit. Yeah. yeah. I go, this guy, this motherfucker. I say, you don't fucking stop. He goes, you know what? I, you know, I do. You know me. Yeah. It's why we had just finished building the physical studio for nowhere in my house that we have Bill Burr performing hours at. It's this dope studio. The second it was finished, Steve's like, great, I'm moving to Pittsburgh. I'm like, you don't want to use this studio? Steve, Steve is, um, there's a book called Relentless, right? And it's, it, it has something, it has, it's, a, it's a book that Michael Jordan's trainer wrote. This guy named Tim Grover, sick-ass book called Relentless. And it talks about coolers, closers, and cleaners. Okay, coolers like the athletes. Coolers are like guys that sit on the bench, don't really want to be have that pressure of leading the team. They wave the towels, you know. Those guys are like you. <laughs> those are coolers. Uh, closers are guys like Carmelo Anthony. They don't really want the pressure of having to shoot the last shot, but they do their job. They they get it in. Cleaners are like Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. They don't give a fuck. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I don't give a fuck. Give me the ball. I'm going to take the chance. Give it to me. Yeah. Those are Steve Hofstetter is a cleaner. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Let me establish this shit. And then they move on. That's what Jordan did. Jordan was like, okay, we won that championship. What are we doing for the next year? Mm. What are we doing for the next year? I'm glad everybody's celebrating, but yo, he goes to his trainer. Okay. We need to start in two weeks. We need to start training for next year. Mm-hmm. We finished that. That's done. Yeah, that's what Hofstetter is. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have quite, quite. I mean, I'm, I'm on top of my shit, but like, you're not a closer. Like, you're a closer. You're I'm good. Closer. Yes. you're a closer, man. Yes. You're a closer. <laughs> you're a closer. He, he's a cleaner. He moves on. He's yeah. like, we. That's done. I'm good on that. Next. Which one are you? I was told myself. I don't think I'd be a closer. No, I'm a clean. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a cleaner closer. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a cleaner closer. You're probably a cleaner closer. I'm on the cusp. Same, same. 
You know what I mean? I'm on cuts for that shit. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some politics and some society okay. in a second. But first, okay. last question is, you used to live in L.A. That's when we first became friends. Yeah, I was I was by, I was by coastal. You're yeah. from Chicago, and now you're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. How do you compare the three places? What do you recommend? Why are you in New York now? Um, I recommend New York because I love New York. Been here 20 years, and I'm not leaving. I mean, I don't mind living other places, but I'm going to always stay here. Um, I recommend New York. I'm saying if you're a comedian, so when comedians ask me, what's the best place? Ari Shafir asked me, where should I move to New York? I said, yeah, your comedy will get better. I promise you because of the stage time. Right. You know L.A. L.A. is what it is. They don't really know you. If you don't get in the major clubs, unless you establish something yourself. Um, I said New York is, the, to me, the best place. As far as stand up is concerned, um, but um, yeah, I uh, what else? Oh, what, what else did you ask? Sorry. Oh, just just Chicago, like oh Chicago, well, Chicago, back? yeah. Being from Chicago, I knew I had to leave Chicago. Chicago is limited; it's still limited. Chicago should have way more stand up places, you know, which is weird. But when I was coming up in Chicago, we had a lot of stand up places. But then when I got to New York, I was like, well, good Lord, this is Chicago on steroids. Like, we're doing shows every night. Wait, right. sorry, multiple. No, five, six, seven shows a night. Yeah. That was oh. fun hanging with you that one night in Chicago when I was playing Zanies and you were playing. I don't remember what I was club. playing up, up, up across the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. at Up Comedy Club. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's in Second City. That's where I did my Showtime special like six years ago. It's in Second City. But I had a job at Second City. I was a, I was a bar, I was a bar. I'm, I'm gonna think. Sorry, what's up, man? You good? Street love, right there. <laughs> yeah, I like that shit. That's what I love about New York. <laughs> Yo, but uh, but um, I was, um, I did my Showtime special at Second City, and you know, Second City is where Colbert, Tina Fey, yeah. Yeah. Chris Farley, Ackroyd, Belushi, and I did um. I used to be a bar back at Second City. I had a job before I did stand-up. My friend was manager there, and I did it. I had a job, so I would watch Chris Farley. I would watch Chris Farley. Yeah, you when saw, he was in Wisconsin. I watched Dude. him smash himself against the table. You know, because I was making, I was, I was washing dishes and making cappuccinos. Wow! And I watched Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, and those guys, that crew. And, and you, they were like, you're interested in improv? I go, nah, I want to do stand-up. I think improv is corny. I started in improv, and I switched to stand-up when I realized I was, like, taking over all the scenes, and I wasn't, oh, like, oh, passing okay. the ball enough. I wasn't passing the ball. I'm like, I need to do yeah, something yeah, with yeah. improv. Improv is corny to me. I mean, there's a very big, giant corniness to me to it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I've seen the best. And there's stuff that's good, but improv, ugh, I'm like, fuck that group shit. Yeah, it just doesn't have a point of view. It's just about silly jokes. Yeah, and my thing is, I'm watching George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Oh, fuck that. I'm going to be a gunslinger, dude. Fair enough. But, I mean, now that I've kind of dipped back into improv during this pandemic, I do this monthly show with Proops, and I do the solo improv show, Gleeb Off the Top. You can actually say some pretty intense social comments. Yeah, Proops is dope. Proops is dope. Proops yeah. is dope. He says I, real I, shit. Yo, yo, what up? Street love. Yeah, yeah I like that, Street man. Love. All right. Street love. Um, Are you not showing us there's a sign under the camera that says, I'm Godfrey, I'm comedian, say what's up to me. I'm on podcast. I want to be impressive. <laughs> also, but I mean, you know, I mean, I just thought stand-up was, I mean, what I mean, you look at Wayne Brady, who's a beast at it. Those guys are, like, sick at it. But there's still a corniness to it. Yeah. Even though you got to be on your feet. I, I Listen, I give props to that. Like It's hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Stand-up beats all that shit. Yeah, because you're saying your worldview and you're planning it and you're coming out there it's with harder. I don't give a fuck. Oh, it's, it's harder, harder for sure. It's definitely I, and harder. I just, and sure. I just like, I like to take all the victory. I right. just want. I don't need no, no. I'm up there by myself. I don't got no crying ass motherfucker. You should have gave me the banana. What? <laughs> out of here. You know what I'm I fucking hated was I'm doing a scene with some guy and all of a sudden he's not talking. He's doing like two minutes of space work. He's like making cabinets come alive. I'm like, just <laughs> pretty, just like this. You don't need to go. <laughs> it's just like Andy Kindler said. <laughs> you know what I hate about improv? 
pictures of improv. <laughs> you're, you're bombing in your poster, sir. <laughs> but, you know, cool. I give shout outs to, to, to people in, 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 in improv. It's, I'm, I'm fucking around, but I just always saw stand up was more. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just you got to you're a very opinionated dude. I am. We're just people with strong opinions should do stand up. Agreed for sure. For yeah. sure. If you have something you want to say in the world, you can't wait till you get the right suggestion from the audience and your two improv partners. Right. Set you up right. Right. You gotta say that shit. Um, so state of the world. Break yeah. it down for me. Where do you think we're at? Oh, I think we're at um I, I you know what's so funny is uh I used to read about all this. I was very pro black in college. You know, they call us militant when you're actually aware and you don't want to be treated like shit with white supremacy. They all call you angry. Yeah, you're you get mad when people shit on you. That's just yeah. normal thing. It's like as a Jewish man. When they talk about, yeah, Holocaust, motherfucker, yeah, that wasn't cool. It's like, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be upset at that shit, yeah. you know? And today is not, I mean, not the day to be talking about Holocaust. 420, right? Isn't it? Isn't it dumbass's birthday today? Whose birthday? Hitler. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that's Hitler. a well-hidden fact. I've been celebrating this day for the last 20 years. <laughs> no. Is it? April 20, man. You son of a bitch. I guess that's why we get so high to the one day we allow ourselves to forget. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's his brain. So it's okay when I understand when you all get pissed at that shit. You should. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was fucked up. And it's like with black oppression. Yeah, I'm going to get mad at that shit. Of course. So I was reading about all this kind of stuff, the stuff that's happening with the pandemic and just vaccines and control and one world, new world order, all that shit. You know, everybody has their take on it, but I'm actually looking, standing back going, wow, I read about this when I was 18. Like, we're all wearing masks and all this, you got enforcing vaccinations on people. It just sounds like they just pressed the gas pedal on their, on their fuck shit. So you're not, you're not all, you're not in favor of the vaccines? No, I'm not. I Are mean, you the vaccine? I haven't got vaccinated yet. I'm trying to hold out as far as I can. As far, I know people who have. All kinds of different people who've done it. I've gotten it, I've gotten it. I go, but this thing, I think it might do long-term damage. This is what I'm saying. I mean, you got people who literally will read the directions of a cough syrup bottle that they've been reading for years. <laughs> They'll read it, right? Oh, six to 12 years. I'm older than that. Okay, that means I take two teaspoons. People still read. You know, they got, you know, they got the instruction book on the bottle now. You can open it up. People literally open it up like a Cracker Jack prize. They open it up. <laughs> And they read it, and I go, you'll read that cough syrup that you pretty much know your doses after you're 12 years old. You pretty much know your doses. You know it's every four hours. You know not to exceed more than six, uh, uh, how many teas are te- Four to six in a 24-hour period. You know that. You, we know, we memorize that shit. But then you're going to take a vaccine with no fucking instructions. I'm just saying. There's people who don't even take over-the-counter um, drugs for headaches. They don't take Tylenol. I'm just going to let it go away naturally. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's because. But all the difference, is, as I see it, is when you're when you're have, have a cough, you got a minute to read the instructions. When there's a deadly virus killing people by the millions across the planet, maybe you just kind of duck. If someone's shooting at you, you duck. You don't say like, "What kind of bullet is it?" Let me let me read the manufacturer. Well, uh... I mean, you. Yeah, you got a point there too, man. I, I'm just, I don't know. I need a little more. And then you got Bill Gates just sitting up there, going around, going, "No, it's." And he's not a doctor. Dropped out of college. His father was running Planned Parenthood, which was used to sterilize Black and Latino women. I don't know. I didn't genetics. I, I didn't oh, know yeah, about you, that history. Yeah, oh, you didn't know? His father ran Planned Parenthood, and the lady that created Planned Parenthood is Margaret Sanger, who was a Nazi type of chick. And she wanted to get rid of all ethnicities through eugenics. You can read it. You can read it. And she even said it in her quote. The best way to poison black people is through religion. She's like, let's just get them religious first. Then we'll shit on them. And you know how black folk, we such church people, we forgive everybody. After they shit on us, we, we're always forgive, forgive. We don't break motherfuckers' jaws. As, as shitty as we get treated, you're so lucky that we forgive 
And as much as we get attacked for no reason, because we exist, and we can fight, it's not an accident that three of the MMA champions are black dudes, because the fight is fair. But yeah. look at the black kids getting attacked. I'm not saying everybody gets attacked. They want to make it seem like the Asian hate is our fault, which is hilarious, by the way. You know, with the stop the Asian hate, now they want to show black people beating up Asians. They just show that, but they don't show all the white boys beating up the fucking Asians, too. You know what I mean? But, I mean, you know what I'm saying. But so There's bias everywhere. But, right, of course. There's bad people in every race. But the thing is, is that black people have never been treated well in hospitals. You know, they literally used to think that black women didn't experience pain in hospitals. They wouldn't give them anesthesia and shit like that. You know that, right? They, Yeah, they did, they did um, gynecological experiments on black women back in the day with, like, slave girls. Jeez. With no anesthesia. That's what they would do to practice their medical shit. I mean, I'm not even, this is real. They would, a lot of mortality in black babies because they don't treat them right because they're race, racism in hospitals. So that is where the mistrust comes from. That's why a lot of black people are like, nah, I don't think I'm going to take that vaccine. I don't know. And remember, they use vaccines to get rid of Native Americans. I mean, what are we talking about here, dude? Like Native Americans were murdered through vaccinations, shit like that. But at least this one, maybe you have some comfort from the fact that it's going to everybody. Yeah, yeah, there's comfort. I'm letting all my white friends take it first. <laughs> no wonder you can go live every night because you just created like 14 controversial open loops. I don't know which one back <laughs> next. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Listen, man, I'm not here to like. I'm not here to like have the government come out. I'm just saying. I just doubt it. Just from historically, I don't trust it. What is wrong with not trusting it? But at what point do you think you, you might get it? At what point do you think you it might get it? It would have to be where I couldn't do anything. Then I would be like, oh, man. You know, it would have to be that. Did but you I get just, COVID? What? Did you get COVID? Nah. I got it. Did you? Why? I got it early, early in the pandemic. I, I got COVID and I got pretty fucking sick. It was only a mild flu, but then three months later, I got a blood clot and almost died. So you took the vaccine, right? I did. I have a second shot in a, in a week. How you feel? I felt fine after the first one. Second one, they say you feel sick for a couple of days, but God damn, you're fine. Sick but a couple of days, man. Sick for a couple of days, but then you're good. Then you got protection from this bullshit. I mean, obviously, I hope there's no long term effects. I hope. I hope it doesn't have long-term effects. Hey, man, I hope it's okay, man. I, I just think it was just... When I, when you got Bill Gates just advertising for it, it just bothered me a bit. I was just like... I hear he that. Was, but he was too happy-go-lucky with it. I was just like, yeah. But then when people say their shit, somebody had a good counter-argument. This. People are like, Bill Gates just trying to put microchips in all of us to track us. I'm like, Bill Gates already is tracking us with his first invention. It's called the fucking computer. Well, Microsoft, I don't think... I think he uh, stole that. I'm finding that out. It's not really his shit, but go ahead. The invention of it? Yeah, you know, he's from a very wealthy family. You know, his his grandfather was in politics. His grandfather was a big-time, like, senator motherfucker. And this is real. It's all real. And do you so think people what? Do you think people would, would trust him more if he put, like, some kind of, like, a box inside of his vocal cords to talk more like a dude? Like, hey, this is Bill Gates. Not like, yeah. we're going to do next. Just make sure that he's too high pit. <laughs> yeah, I don't trusted. know. Yeah. Bill, I, I, and then he bought all this farmland. That's what's fucked up. He, you, you know he bought all the farmland, right? No. He bought all the fucking farmland. Where? What did you say? Where? Um, um, 230-some acres of, of farmland. What's wrong with that? But now they're thinking, like, he bought all this farmland. They said, why is he buying up all this farmland? Like, to grow that weird food that he wants to grow? You know, he's talking about dimming the sun. Dimming the sun? Look it up, dude. He's talking about dimming the sun because to, 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 to slow down, um, to slow down um, global warming to dim the sun he's gonna he wants to send some shit like particles into the sun to dim it i'm like what is this man doing dude i'm all ears on that man if we can we can dim the sun a little why not dim it oh it was all the white skinned people want to fucking dim the sun because they can't take it fuck that <laughs> they want they want to i can put lotion on it's got nothing to do with 
What'd you say? I, I could put I could put sunscreen on. It's got nothing to do with my skin. If we can slow global warming, dim the sun a little bit. I'm all ears. I'll listen to it. Nah, no, leave the sun alone, dude. Leave the sun alone. <laughs> leave the sun alone. We, that's why we get vitamin D, man. But leave buying property. That's just, that's Oprah's old thing. She said she recommends everybody with money buy what properties. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. more billionaires are always recommending shit. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you believe that Planned Parenthood is doing good work nowadays? I don't know. I don't know, but they were known for just. I don't know. I'm not going to sit up there and say that, but I don't know about that. I can say that for, I, mean, I know some higher-ups at Planned Parenthood, and from everything I know about their work, they're doing amazing work to give female health care to people who cannot afford it. To, and that, right. and that, helps, that helps black women to a huge degree. Right. And abortion is only 3% of what they do, and no federal funding goes to abortion. Right. But everything else they do, it's free health care, it's prenatal care. It's, and that's it's, cool. I just want to know what's really behind behind it. Yeah, but a lot of stuff started bad. This country started for with slavery. It doesn't mean we got. Did it end good? It's not, but we're getting better. So that's the question for you: Are we getting better or not? No, not really. I think we're getting really. I think what? I'm come with you. I think I think I think we're we're getting dumber. I think we're dumber. I think think we are a bit dumber. Yes, we're dumber. But do you think society's progressing? I got. I'm doing something, dude. I'm, uh, I think we're dumber. Do you think society is progressing, though? Even though we're getting dumber, I do agree. Do you think things are, on the whole, getting better? Obviously, like, right now, we're uh, in the middle. I mean, getting better? I just think this pandemic thing is making things a little weird. I think they're taking taking freedoms from people. I feel like that. It feels like they're taking freedoms from us. You know what I mean? They like this whole this whole control thing. It's like they're... I feel like they're, like testing us like trying to train us like little lab rats stay in your house curfews grown-ass people with curfews what the fuck are we doing man but that's what you do during a pandemic that's what you did during the spanish flu too you make people wear masks and you make them stay home so you don't die i don't know but a natural as a human being it's not natural to stay you know boxed up like that it's natural shit spreads because people as people, I don't know if you're a psychology person, but there's a famous psychologist, Abraham Maslow, and he was uh, about, you know, we, we need community. We need to interact. That's why a lot of people are going crazy because they don't have that interaction of laughing and eating with people. And even though we, we can Zoom, it's still, they need that energy. And yeah. that's a fact. They, did, they had experiments, you know, when babies were first born, they had two experiments where they would give the baby right to the mother and some would not give the baby right to the mother. They made the baby wait for a few hours. That would fuck the baby up because it didn't get to touch its mom right away. Yeah. So as human beings, we need interaction with each other. We need, we actually need that. Even though we talk to, I don't need anybody. It's not true. Right. You need a hug or, or, a, or a handshake or a, to sit with your friends. You know what I'm saying? So when, they know diseases are going to spread because we're naturally we're, we're we're moving people, we're moving organisms. You know what? Look at look at when you you grow a, a, a you have a plant in your house, and you have limited space. What does the plant do? It finds a way to keep growing. It yeah. finds a way to expand. That's natural. As artists, we naturally want to do new shit. Okay, I can accomplish that. I want to do something else. That's natural. Every once in a while, you got weirdos that want to stay in a box, recluses and shit like that. It's usually mental disorders. But a lot of times those disorders come from not interacting, trauma, shit like that. Why do you so think people buying, have pets? But people have been buying pets left and right. Yeah. So you're basically you, saying that you've become very fragile during this pandemic, and if you don't hug somebody soon, you're gonna you're, you're gonna collapse from within. Who me? Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty good because um, I'm I'm still like in contact. I've been hanging out with people. You know what I'm saying? I still do, do the podcast is great. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I've, I've been pretty good because I think it's because I didn't let I oh, I got rid of my regular cable. I wasn't watching news. Mm. I said, I'm not going to watch the fucking news and all that shit. I just watched like, you know, Netflix and all this other shit. And the only trauma I saw was just bad stand up specials. <laughs> that can be the worst trauma, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, Glee, 
go, Ben don't have a stand-up special. I mean, like, you know what I'm talking about. You have one, but you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, Nathan doesn't have one. Yeah, I don't see it on Showtime, and then we got people on Netflix that aren't funny. I don't get it. I go, man, you talk about trauma, but yeah, but so I, I, my creativity, blah blah blah, and getting results, I have not gotten fragile at all. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so so what do you think is going to happen with the? Derek Chauvin trials. He gonna be found guilty? I he better be found guilty, man. Yeah. That's all I can say. That place is gonna burn in hell, man. He 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 should be guilty. Why? Someone Obviously. made a really good uh, tweet. They said, "Yeah, this trial should have taken as many minutes as he was on the guy's neck." Yeah. We all saw the shit. We every right. The whole world saw <laughs> his neck being crushed. He should go yeah. to jail forever. And if he doesn't, I just lost your audio, but. Still lost your audio. I don't hear you. Now you're back. Now you're I'm back. gonna be scared if Chauvin gets off because that means, as black people, no one gives a fuck about us, and the police are gonna go. They're gonna probably go ham on us. I just, yeah, they're gonna be empowered to know there's yeah, no they're gonna be empowered to kill us. Yeah, I will. I mean, I've been tweeting this for the last couple of weeks to hope this message gets through. Is like Cho- Chauvin's defense attorney. Part of their argument for why he didn't kill him was the that aliens. No, he might have been part. I don't know about that, but he might have been partially killed by breathing exhaust fumes. Yeah, that I proves the murder. When you make someone be on the floor by an exhaust yeah. for yeah. nine fucking minutes while you're strangling them out, yeah, that kills people. Exactly. You man, make someone suck on an exhaust. Why, I don't even know why it's taking so long, but that's the that's what white supremacy does. It doesn't like, hey, a white man just killed a black dude. Well, let's see. Yeah, that's what it is. That's and you know oh, we had drugs in it. What's fucked up, man? Is I am in that race of people that people hate. Yeah, I'm in that race. I am that guy. I'm God free to commit. But no, I'm a black guy. You know, and yeah, I can, that can happen to me. I don't separate myself. I hate when entertainers separate themselves. That's why right. entertainers need to speak the fuck up. Not in, you don't have to be some Malcolm X shit, but quit acting like that can't happen to you. Hundred percent. I hate when entertainers say, "Oh, I I can't talk politics; they'll alienate Isn't my fans." That yes, up? It will. yes, it'll alienate your fans. Half you don't have the whole country anyway. Half and half are still on your fucking side. And you're not going to be a pussy that's going to look back on your life for wishing you said something. I guarantee you, you're not going to get kicked off a sitcom if you go. I think it's terrible, and I hope the justice system. You know, yeah. you think you're going to get kicked off of the sitcom? Are they that inhumane? That they're gonna say you're not on a sitcom because you, um, George Floyd, you were mad at the George Floyd thing. Right. I'm like, well, then kick me off, man. Fuck right. you guys. And they try to say, oh yeah, drugs in the system. You know how many times I've had drugs in my system, and I, right. and, if, and if I were killed, nobody would say, well, he had drugs in the system. No, he was killed by a cop. You know, you know what? If he had, if he was on steroids and got and he got, and got up and then kicked the uh, the guy's ass, he'd be like, it was the steroids. That's how right. he survived. Right. But no. But they're right. doing that because they always use that with black people. Remember Dave Chappelle's joke about spreading crack on him? Sprinkling crack? He, <laughs> goes, he goes, oh, he's dead. Yeah, let's sprinkle his little crack on him. <laughs> oh, God. Because with black people, they do that. They try to throw drugs on us. Yeah. Drugs in our cars. and So that was the old, hey, he was on drug shit. That's, it's old shit that they do. Yeah. We know all the tricks. And then now this uh, a t- a defense attorney... Is saying that there was some aliens that were in Chauvin. Did you hear that? No. I was watching them talk. I go, you have got to be kidding me. They said the aliens. Yeah. I mean, let's hope that pushes the jury over the edge. Like, geez. Yeah. And then I don't know what the makeup of the jury jury is. I don't know the makeup. Is it like 18 white dudes and two black people? I'm not sure, but you know it's not all black. Of course not, because they don't, right? but it shouldn't. Uh, I hope they get white people that are like, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, it's a, such an obvious thing. But you never know now in America with 50% of the country not even believing facts. Yeah. I mean, listen, that, that, that election, it was 50 50, damn near. Yeah, it was 50 50. Right. People right. Who, who literally love Trump, but they didn't really love Trump on his politics. They didn't love Trump because he was a rebel rouser, a lot of them. Yeah, because like, yeah, a lot of them are sticking their chest out, going, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm a Trump supporter." I go, "Yeah, vote for Trump, but why are you yelling it out? I don't get it." <laughs> yeah, Aren't, isn't that when you vote, you're supposed to close the curtain and keep it moving, right? 
Yeah, talk about fucking trying to trying to live through somebody else, like trying to project through somebody else. Then with their Trump flags of Trump buff shirtless fighting a war like Rambo. Right. They were like, yo, I'm a Trump supporter. But I realized a lot of Trump supporters can't fight. They were getting knocked out by a lot of Biden, Biden uh, people. I mean, they were trying to like literally bully people in the streets and they were getting beat up. I'm like, wow, you guys can't fight. Yeah, that's because I take dementia over crazy every time. Right. Mentally, you got come here, come here, me. <laughs> Crazy's too undisciplined. Dementia's but a then, but then You tried to run for president and you stopped. Yeah, well, I ran out of money. Oh. And the media stopped supporting us, and we never got mainstream coverage because it's it's completely broken how they tell you who's running. They decide for you who you hear from. They oh, is that? Oh, so you realized that it was bulls? Oh, this is all. Oh, it was it was impossible, dude. Larry King had me on. Now this had me on. No mainstream outlet ever had me on. Fox even put me on more. I wasn't on CNN or MSNBC once, and I used to be on their network when I wasn't running for president. And I hit up Don Lemon. He's like, sorry, man. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm running. It's a legit campaign. Why are you? Why is the New York Times printing? These are the 18 candidates running. There were 200 candidates running. They just they didn't say these are the top eighteen. These are the eighteen. That's just a, a provable. Oh, so it's right all there. hooked up. It's all, it's all hooked up. Yeah, it's all. I always pr- figured it was planned. I always it's, knew it was like all planned. All this stuff is all planned. Yeah, the only way to break in, break through is if you're a, a billionaire. If you got hundreds of millions or billion dollars, then you can break through and you can buy yourself some media time. Then you can get on Joe Rogan. If not, you don't get that. I got into yeah. a fight with Rogan. He wouldn't have me on the podcast. Even Rogan, even a comedian who's supposed to be alternate media, wouldn't have me on. Gave me no respect when I was decided to run. You wow. had me in your lives. He was like mad at you for running, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was all yeah. angry. He was talking shit on his show, which ironically gave me the best exposure we had of the whole campaign. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get on Rogan. Rogan isn't really. I'm doing Tom Segura's though. Oh, nice. That's cool. Segura called. He's like, yo, Segura, like. It's so funny because I, I I used I did Jim Jeffries and uh, Eddie Ifs um, podcast a long time ago, and I was on it with Tom Segura. Segura even brought up he said you don't remember I was on the podcast with you. I said nah I don't remember that shit. And he's like so I'm doing Segura's and I talked yeah. to Kreischer. Kreischer's in Serbia right now, doing a movie with Mark Hamill. All right. So I'm doing I mean I I everyone say hey why don't you why don't you do Rogan? I go you can't just get on Rogan like yeah. that. He has to like you or something. I don't know. I thought he liked me until I until I wanted to try to help the country. And he didn't want to have a conversation. You know. Now so. he's mad because you you think he's mad because you're a Jewish guy running for president. I don't know. Does he have things about that? I didn't know about any of that. Is it? <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, you know, because people will say, "God, you should run for president." Anyway. Let me try to run for president. All of a sudden, all the racism will come out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, come on. Bernie Sanders, you know why they don't want that motherfucker? Anytime you try to help the country, the anti-Semitism flies out. Oh, yeah. Anti-Semitism, the fucking N-words come out. You know, they say, fuck that Nigerian. I was doing Telethon for America, a nonpartisan thing, just trying to get people to vote. And the comments were like, burn him, put him back in the ovens. Six million wasn't enough. It's like. I'm doing a fun event that's not even talking politics. Can you relax a little? That's what I mean. You're still dealing with that. And that's yeah. the reality of America, which is sad. And it's empowered by by people like Trump that made it okay again. That's and the he, biggest negative. And what's sad is he's from New York. Right. That's how corny he is. He was on the Fresh Prince. He was in WWE. He's right. giving money to rap rappers for to start their businesses. Trump kind of screwed up. He was like, dude, you corny. corny. You could have been kind of decent, kind of, because you hung around all different communities. He helped children who were left home alone by their parents on the holidays. And he would point. He's that might be be home alone, too, which he didn't make a quick cameo in. But yeah, he was in home alone, too. I mean, he was kind of cool, a dick, but he was kind of like he he was like, is he disappointing? I was disappointing. Thought it was disappointing. And it's amazing no. how much one person can just like ruin the world. One yeah, person- yeah. And his mom, his mother said, "Hey, don't let my son in politics. He'll fuck it up." Mm. That's what Mama Trump said. Mama Trump said, wild? "Don't let him in politics. He's so bad." 
He's Isn't terrible. He's terrible. He's the worst. <laughs> she sounds just like him. I, I raised him. I know him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Isn't it wild how much harder it is to fix the world than it is to ruin the world? You can ruin the world pretty easy. Well, destruction is always easy. It's like a house of cards. You know, you can yeah. build it. takes forever, but you just knock it down once. You know what I mean? It's easy. Destruction is easy. Come on. It's like Building house of cards. always the hardest. Yeah, it's like House of Cards. You just uh, hit on a few production assistants and the whole show gets canceled. That's the way it goes. <laughs> well, they need to stop having so many women working on these productions, damn it. <laughs> Kevin Spacey got the got the couple boys that, that were available. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, you 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 went on. But a lot of them were like were given the green light to do shit like that. And then and and they the walls came coming. Woo! They're tearing. They're taking everybody down. Mother. But I kind of like that, though. I kind of like that the people who deserve to be taken down are taken down. Because I think yeah. that women should be able to earn shit without having to sleep with some nasty motherfucker. They should be able yeah. to, hey, I got it because I was talented, not because I fucked fucking Harvey fucking shit pile. Steve. I don't even understand how somebody even gets aroused by coercing somebody into sex. Like, what kind of a lame motherfucker do you have to be? And some of these actors and actresses, they they had their asses out. They they lost their integrity. So a lot of them just need to shut the fuck up. I go, you don't you went to the guy's hotel because you want to be famous so badly. So shut up. You know? I don't know if it's shut up. I, I think there needs to be maybe some... No, but some if a guy say, come to my hotel right now, you have the right to go, I'm not coming. Totally. You can say, like, okay. I mean, that is true. I have a, to a degree, I have a friend that was buddies with, with Harvey Weinstein, and he would try to hit on her all the time, and she would just say, shut up, Harvey. That's gross. Shut and up. That's, and, and that's what I'm talking about. She was like, nope. She said no because she had the choice. Now, someone being raped... Fuck that shit. Of course. I don't. Nah, you yeah. should go on. Which, which, which he shit. did do. Which he did do. And he deserves it. Fuck that. And he was a powerful dude, man. Oof. That guy. But also, but also, though, it's not as easy as you're saying it because there's absolutely actors that and actresses that want to say that don't want to be with alone with the guy, but they don't think that shit's going to happen. So he says, oh, come to my hotel oh. room. How many times have, have you or I gone to a hotel room for an executive's like, hey, come on up. I have my files. Hey, come on up. We'll have a drink on the way to the event. You, 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 you should be allowed to also enter somebody's sphere without fear of being jumped on. Yeah, but it's good to take caution, though, because my thing yeah. is, I mean. Yeah, but that's, that's more on the person in power to, to act responsibly than it is on the person trusting, okay, I'm going to go to your hotel room, hope I don't get assaulted. You shouldn't expect I'm assault. I'm sorry, but you got to, man. I'd rather um, err on the side of caution because men are fucking horrible. Yeah, that's also All right. true. Yo, thank you. Men are horrible. We're horrible. Let's stop. Let's stop with this shit. We're yeah. horrible. Yeah. It is, and we've been, And it's not cool. It's not cool to take advantage of people like that. Let them win because they earned it, and they earned it through auditioning. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, that's what I. That's what I mean. And earn whatever woman's interested in you. Earn it. Earn a woman's affection. It's it's an obvious, easy thing to do too. And it's just corny the way they guys do it too. He said, "I want to jerk off in your hand." I mean, they they do real corny shit. Like, why don't you just ask, hey, would you like to go dinner with me? Oh, okay. I, but they always go, I just want to, can you just jerk me off behind this plant, please? Like, I, I swear you're going to be Iron Man tomorrow. What? <laughs> I'll put you in Iron Man too if you. Is an Iron Man a male role? We'll figure it out. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, yeah, I, you know, it's just. Uh, what's the way forward? Let's wrap this up with what's the way forward. What do you think about defunding the police? Do you think that's the right phrase? What do you think? Well, how do we mean, get out of this? The sad and part about it is we need police to a certain extent. Right. But if you're going to just attack people because of what they look like, and it seems like there's they, they train people to harm black folks and Latino folks. It's like they, they it's and, and a lot of people weaponize police. Like that girl in the park that was calling the police on the black dude just bird watching. Right. Lying on the phone. Right. And and it's almost like they go, All right, well, I'm gonna call the cops because they go, they'll probably shoot you anyway. They they people weaponize police on us. Yeah. So what needs to happen, and this is probably cliche, they need to start hiring people, better people, 
because they're you know they're training they they know what to do they know what to actually do they need to retrain them no no you need to stop training them to hate black folks you need to stop put you know hiring clan members because you know the sleep the police originally they were slave catchers they were the slave patrol right that's, that's where it started the derived from so if you would stop getting those kind of people and get people who actually have a heart who actually judge people individually right not because of what they look like that's anyone who's got two complaints about racial bias bounce them from the force right right exactly take their money take their pension from them when they say defund the police it's saying if they don't have a pension, they'll stop doing that shit. Because most of the times people carry on their racism because you're paying them. Yeah. You know, Korean, some some Korean restaurants, they'll be really, or Korean stores will be so nasty to black people. But they're in black neighborhoods making money off of black people, but being rude to them at the same time. And black people will still put money in their business. Can't do I said that. if you stop putting money in their business, all of a sudden the racism goes away. All you have to do is All you have to do is take people's money from them. And there's no more racism. You keep yeah. them from making money, they're going to keep their mouth shut. Just like the cab drivers in, uh, in, in in New York that would drive past black people. They would never pick us up. I, Me and my buddies, we smacked a couple cab drivers around back in the day because they were racist as fuck. But now Uber changed the game. Uber was like, all right, we're going to. I just lost your audio. I think you got a phone call coming in. So now Uber, Uber changed Uber, the game. Uber gave us the freedom to, yeah, you have to pick me up and I get to rate you. And if you suck enough, you're going to get fired. Their money's affected. Yep. Even some of the cab drivers that have become Uber drivers, they still got that rudeness to them, but they're, they're careful to watch their fucking mouth because you have control now. You, yeah. you go, what up, man? Street love, street love. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So the Uber guys are some of these raggedy ass cab drivers now, but they can't really drive past you. Because you can just go, okay, I didn't like his service. And if they get enough demerits, yep. they're out. Yep. So that see, so they have to pretend. You know what I mean? They have to pretend like, oh, I don't want to pick this black person up, but I have to. Yeah, you do. I'm not trying to be your friend. Just drop me off somewhere, motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? So I, the defunding police, I think is, it, you know, I was down with it. But we need police. But I just think you got to stop hiring these Klan members, man. Yeah, the phrasing is wrong. It should have just been called like refund or like shift funds or Point something. But some you know, hey man, people are angry. People right. are angry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are angry. We all know what it means. We all know what it means. Yeah. And fuck, fuck worrying about the terms. How about stop right. doing the action? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, are you hopeful? Uh, kinda. I am. There's there's some hope, dude. Everybody isn't a criminal. Everybody isn't killing everybody all the time. It's impossible. Yeah. You be able to, there's hope, dude. There's hope. It's just a matter of change of mentality. You know what I mean? And 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 like I said, ed- education-wise too, real education. But they want everybody to be stupid. They want everybody. Look at our music is fucked up. Hip hop is whack. Rock. Every music is bad. Everything. The arts is shitty. They trying to police comedy. Like we can't. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's the powers that be that are fucking all this up. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe the people have the ability to change shit. It's just everybody has to be on the same accord and not be fucking robots. Yeah, we and, have and to just stop. listen to any of these fuckers telling us what to do. What? We have to stop listening to idiots. We have to stop listening, stop listening to, to idiots. Yeah. If someone's proved stupid, just like you, you shut off your, your mind to their ridiculous yeah. comments. That's, yeah. that, that's what we need. Yeah. And then we have a way forward where we can evolve. You can't evolve. You keep getting dragged down by morons. You can't have a, a, a brainstorm or a meeting. If every time an idiot wants to say something, you're like, well, let's let him f- talk. Yeah. No, yeah. let's not let him talk. He always says stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Godfrey, uh, thank you for your time in the middle of your day. How can people follow you? What do you want people to know about what you're doing? How you doing? Um, you know what? You can go to my, I have my podcast called In Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network. You know, Louis J. Gomez and his crew, uh, Skankfest, Skank, mm-hmm. Ladies of Skanks. I'm on that station. Mm-hmm. All right. In Godfrey We Trust, Gas Digital Network, Tuesdays and Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Also, you can follow me at Comedian Godfrey is my Instagram. When is this showing? This will come out in the next one to two days. Next one to two days? Yep. Oh, well, I'm in Atlanta this week. 
at the Atlanta Comedy Theater, April 22nd to the 25th. If you're in Atlanta, bitches, it's in Norcross, Georgia, so it's outside of Atlanta. I'll be there this week, and the next, uh, and May 6th through the 8th, I'm at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport. Stress Factory in Bridgeport, and um, Tommy T's, Tommy T's in Pleasanton. That's May 14th to the 16th, Pleasanton, California. All right, Bay Area, <laughs> no Bay Area. That's Tommy T's. You heard of Tommy T's, right? Yeah, of course. Tommy T's, Classic May club. 14th to the 16th. Yeah, so just follow me. I'm always on live. So I'm always on live and all that good shit. And watch my uh, Tiffany Haddish's second season of uh, They Ready. I'm the first comedian on there. So, you know what I mean? It's all good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for for trying to help us make sense of the world. Thank you for always talking truth to power. And uh, thank you for taking the time amidst the hundreds of people that want to give you some street love out there. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. Absolutely. And to all of you listening, until next time. Yes, sir. Until last week. Next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. Last Week on Earth.